Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening. Hi, I'm Cheryl Vesner, Solo in the City. I'm your love coach and your matchmaker. And we're here tonight at CJAD with a live studio audience once again. I am so happy to have everybody present who got up to get out and get social, because that is what Solo in the City is all about. It's about meeting new people and expanding who we are, where we are, and where we want to get to. Tonight's show is all about dating dilemmas for the holidays, and this is something that everybody deals with when you're single and you start dating. When do you bring somebody home? What do you buy somebody? These are all the questions that have been sent in to me by you, either through Twitter, Facebook, or Solo in the City. And every week we go into the mailbox in the Ask Cheryl and we deal with questions that people send in. And I love the fact that you are doing it. And tonight, this studio audience is here to also ask their questions and participate and share their experience. But we also have two very special guests in studio with me. Dan Laxer, you all know him from CJAD. He is here to also help us with not only understanding, but also having a little bit of fun with dating. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you very much. And we also have Gino Durante. He is Mr. Funny Man himself, a comedian, and has a lot to say also about relationships and dating, right? I think so. You think so? (laughs) That's not a very good start. (laughs) I'm here to learn, but thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to hear, to not teach, but actually just experience together, share. And that's what this show is all about. It's about sharing our ideas. And remember, tonight we are also on Facebook. You can not only hear this show and join with us, but I want you to participate. This show is about you. Every week I'm here for you. And I want you to call in tonight. You can reach me tonight and anytime at 844 744 solo and you can also facebook tonight as you watch make comments i'm going to respond to you i have my little phone here and i'm going to be seeing so those comments that are coming in are going to be answered so let's get right into what solo in the city is all about it's all about answering those questions and dan tonight how about you help us with that be my pleasure i happen to have a question right here beside me yeah well that came in through solo in the city actually all right so uh It says, Dear Cheryl, uh, we had our Christmas party for the office last week. There's a guy that I really like who works with me on the same floor, and we chatted a lot at the party. It was friendly, but not inappropriate. Well, that's that's, that's too bad. Um, (laughs) I felt like there was something between us. Actually, it already was inappropriate, but I'll tell you why afterwards. (laughs) Um, She writes, I felt like like there was something between us. (laughs) I'll bet you did. Yeah, it's and, called the job. Uh, he, even, he even asked me for my phone number. Now, a week later, I see him at the office, but he avoids looking at me or talking to me. It's awkward. What do I do? Signed, Marianne. So, as I made little comments throughout that, Marianne, thank you for that question. And this is the time of year where there are a lot of office parties. And the rule should always be don't date within the office because what happened is exactly what can happen or if it's your boss you could also be fired relationships do not usually do well 
in office circumstances. So business and pleasure should be kept separate. Do you agree, Gino? I do agree. If something happens and it doesn't work out, it's really awkward to work with that person and you know see that person every day. Right. So my suggestion would be for you to actually possibly just you know, to break the ice, you could either just ignore it and slowly but surely it will work its way through. Or you could say, God, what a great party that was. You know, I guess we both had a little bit too much to drink. Let's just keep on trucking here, you know, and just kind of pass it off on something that happened and, and let it go. But really, I think it should be just left alone. Is there anyone else who wants to comment on that? Hey, nobody. What about you, Dan? Well, I'm just wondering, they met at the, at the Christmas party and office Christmas parties can get really awkward. Stuff happens. Is there things that people should do to avoid stuff happening at the office Christmas party? Well, there you go. And actually... Sorry I asked. No, you know, here's here's the thing. Um, Don't drink too much, which is funny because that was actually the dating news that I pulled out for this week. And it came from Mary Claire magazine. And one of the tips was don't drink too much when you're dating in general, you just don't want to drink too much because you never know what you're going to say, especially in dinner parties and family dinner parties and on that first date. You know, we have to limit that drinking so we stay in control. We are talking about holiday dating dilemmas and dating dilemmas right here on Solo in the City on CJAD with a live studio audience. And it was interesting because I think one of the gentlemen here, Dax, right? You were going to make a comment right away, I think, about that, right? Don't forget, you've been hired. Uh, It's not really a social situation. You're there as part of your career, and reputation is everything, right? So you don't want to sabotage any of your future because of a night of excess. Very, very well spoken. And I think everybody here agreed on the same thing, that drinking is part of it. Like, limit that drinking and it'll help. In my case, I had a situation where I was in a Christmas party. I drank Your a name bit. is Carlos, My right? name is Carlos, <laughs> fitinyourdress.com. Anyway, I was there, and I had, we had a bit too much to drink. But after that, we had a two-year very awesome relationship. So what if you're actually letting go of something that's amazing, you know? Well, the thing is, you know, people always say, what if, what if? And once in a while, it happens. And there are relationships that started at work. But in general, we go with statistics and we go with the odds and the odds are it's not going to work. And in the meantime, you're not together anymore. And it could have been a situation where the other person was angry and, and then you have complications within it. What do you think? I'd love you right now to tell me on Facebook, where do you think it should start and stop in the office? And also you can do it right now 844-744-SOLO. Gina, you want to say something, right? The other thing, I think, if you're dating within the office, the, the danger there is that everybody starts to know your business, mm-hmm. like all your employees, all your colleagues, and the next thing you know, you're coming into work and people are like, oh, Mr. I like to stay out late last night. Is that what happened? <laughs> and, you know, that, that's a little awkward for people to know all your business, so I'm uncomfortable with that. I, I don't want that. No, I don't blame you. Right, everybody d- knows everything, right? So... A hundred percent. And the biggest thing is that if it doesn't work out, somebody is usually without a job or you've got this uncomfortable situation that Marianne is experiencing and then you have to figure your way out of it. Dan. In, that, in that same vein, pictures from that party are going to end up on Facebook Monday morning. A hundred percent. And they're always awesome. Pazit, you want to say something? 
Yeah, so I think as long as it starts as friendship, I think it could really work out. But I think that's where it is, you know? So it's not like just a moment, but it starts as a friendship. And you, and if it leads to something, then it'll be on a different, you know, it'll be on a different uh, path. Okay, and, and that's a lot of these relationships that do start at work. It starts off as a friendship. And I have met a few people, you know, this is, two and a half years that I'm doing this coaching and I'm talking to thousands of people all the time, literally thousands of people. And some of them have started relationships in that, in that vein, exactly that, where it's relationship is after the friendship. But again, statistically, it's not a good thing. We just don't want to do it. So we are right now in CJAD 800's studio in the main lobby with a live studio audience. I have Dan Laxer. I have Dan Laxer and Gino Durante as my special guests. And tonight we are talking about dating dilemmas for the holidays. We want to hear from you. I want you to get to me through Facebook. Remember, solointhecity.tv right here on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Vesner, Solo in the City at CJAD 800 tonight, Saturday night, with a live studio audience. And as well, Dan Laxer and Gino Durante, Mr. Funnyman themselves. And we're talking about holiday dating dilemmas. And one of the things we were talking about was not drinking too much on a first date. And I do want to say this evening is, you know, compliments and uh, sponsored by three fantastic people. One of them is Villa, uh, Cafe Depot de Village. The other one is Icelandic uh, water from Unique Foods, and we have Josh here with us, Josh Silver, and as well from Bel uh, Loop Bel Air Wines from Kolonaki. And tonight we had enough champagne for everybody to have a glass, and we went through it already. We found this out. So at home, you keep pouring yourself a glass and join us and drink for me right now and for the rest of us because I think we all are starting to drink too much. No? <laughs> Didn't you get the memo? No drinking too much on the first date? This is a first date for a lot of us, right? So let's get into some of the dating questions. And um, I believe that, for instance, Colleen, because tonight we're going to answer all the questions, and Colleen had a question that she wanted to ask. So Colleen, welcome to Solo in the City, and I'm glad you're here Hi. with us. Thanks. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> so share with us. So my question was just example. If you meet somebody, say, mid-November, is it advisable to already invite them to the family Christmas functions, or should you sort of just keep that to friend gatherings and see where things go? Okay, so can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. Um, in general, I have, I have a response to that. But I do want to say this or ask this. Uh, have you been seeing each other a lot since that mid-November, like consecutively four Not or really. five times it's, a week? It's pretty laid back, that's why, but it's, it's and a so little you're more still than in friends a... with benefits, but it's still... <laughs> but still in the casual stage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so this is my comment. There's two things to think about when you bring people home for the holidays. 
how your family feels and how they feel. Because if you're choosing to do it just to have somebody go with you because you want somebody on your arm, that may not be fair to that person who might think that that means something more. Like you might be giving a signal that your intentions are stronger and, and that you're hoping for something more. And if you're not sure yet, you're sending the wrong message. The other thing is to the family. Um, especially in certain families like mine, if I were to bring somebody home for the holidays after six weeks, they're thinking, this is serious. She's bringing them into, you know, an intimate, especially a holiday dinner. You know, it's intimate, yeah. right? So I tend to say no. You know, I, I just wouldn't go there. What do you think, Gina, on that one? Mid-November? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking a couple <laughs> weeks here. <laughs> Halloween in November. <laughs> what, what, do you th- what do you think at home? I Remember, we're on Facebook right now. You can be watching this show right yeah. now on Facebook, and I'm here to get your comments, and I'm going to be checking and responding to them. It's touchy. I would say it's very early, but, I mean, if there's a mutual agreement that, hey, come by for the holidays, I'm going to rent you for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If, if that's, like, just an agreement that you have, that's, I'd say sure. Why not? Just make it clear, like you're saying. Just yeah, be yeah. Just and just make it clear that, you know, we're not getting married, but it's just you could come over type of thing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you want to bring somebody over for the holidays or just, like, some companionship. But it's got to be clear because mm-hmm. if not, it is a little early. But you come, you know, from a big Italian family. Wouldn't that send a message to your family? Like, isn't your grandmother going to go? There's a few Italians, obviously, here tonight, and everybody's going, oh, yes. So doesn't that send a message, and then isn't there awkward questions afterwards? Um, well, maybe not for you, but you for You know everybody what? Else. For the Italians, probably, but they'd actually probably be really happy that I'm bringing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but then when Valentine's Day comes around and she's not there anymore, they'd ask some more questions. <laughs> These are all holiday dating dilemma questions that we're dealing with tonight here at CJAD 800. And as well, I have Dan Laxer and Gino Durante here joining me. So, Dan, you've been, you know, single for a while and dated. Did you bring somebody home to the holidays or did you keep that separate? Uh it, I, I tended to keep it separate for, for a long time. But that's the thing. There's a flip side to that question because you're wondering, do I invite him to the family dinner for Christmas? If you make the decision to do so, then, then you know, your significant other has to decide, do I accept the invitation? Mm-hmm. You know, is it too soon for me? You've invi- you, you feel comfortable. Well, would you like to come to my family Christmas? Your girlfriend and boyfriend has to decide, do I accept that invitation? If it were me, first I'd ask, well, I don't know. What are they serving? <laughs> and that would be the deciding factor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, po- yeah, exactly. No, uh, that's a joke. But I mean, as you see, yeah, I for, I personally kept things separate, and and I tend to become a little private about stuff like that. But right. uh, I think it'd be a little too soon from and, November to December. And you bring up a very good point because one of the biggest things is communication, and the two of you have to communicate. As a matter of fact, one of the questions that we have came from somebody and uh, who wanted to re- remain anonymous who's here tonight in the studio, and they were saying that um, they actually have just come out, and they have a partner, and they don't know whether to bring that person to the family dinner uh, because a lot of the family is not aware of the fact that he is in couple with this other gentleman. And he asked the same question. And my response to that was, that's when, for instance, you go back to the couple. And the couple have to make that decision. And especially if you've made the decision that you are in partnership, but it's new, how do you both feel? 
you know, whether it's heterosexual or gay. How do you both feel about that family dinner? Because you also don't want to surprise the entire family and have to deal with it. So you ask the person, they get a choice, as you said, Dan, right? And then together, once you've made that decision that that's going to happen, then somebody has to go to the family and say, you know, this is getting serious. I want you to know so that there's no, you know, Big surprise at, uh, you know, there's more than, you know, not just turkey on the menu that night. There's a lot of discussion going on. So you call your mom and you say, I want to bring my boyfriend. He wants to know what you're serving. Uh, Well, you would do that. (laughs) I think the important thing, because every relationship is different. For some people, it might be early. For some people, it might work. The important thing, I think, is not to go in needing somebody there with your family. You don't need to have somebody there for the holidays. That's when I think things can get, like, dangerous. Well, especially at a dinner party. Think of this. Like, you're sitting there, and you've got Aunt Molly on your left, and you've got this person on your right. And that person doesn't know the person on their right. And if you end up talking with Aunt Molly for 20 minutes, they could be left out in you know in the dark with nobody to talk to they don't know anybody they don't have a reference point and that brings up another point you got to let people know like you know you've got the uncle who rambles on too much you have the aunt who likes to pinch your cheek you know you want to give people a little bit of information about you know the family history and dynamics right yeah yeah Yeah. gina do you want to comment on that one no exactly like if you're not comfortable don't bring her like don't bring the person home early it's really then it's really uncomfortable if things don't work out especially with the family who you know sees them and pazit i see you wanted to say something on that one i think there's no right or wrong i think you go with how you feel and if you want the person there then you should invite them and if you don't then you just don't and I think it's as simple as that. And it's really not about the family. It's about you and your, you know, and your partner. So it's not about what the family says. It's about you and your partner, how you feel towards one another. Do you want to include this person in the family dinner or not? And that's a personal choice. It has nothing to do with the family. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I think that depends on how long you've been together and also what the intention is and that you're both on the same page. Everything about this is about you being on the same page because what happens at a time like this like colleen's question who asked the question earlier after two weeks that could be uncomfortable for the person if they think wow i'm in you know she really likes me i'm going into the family gina you had a comment no same thing it depends on on the person and um, it can work in certain situations and it cannot i think it's it, it depends on the person and you have to feel right with yourself and it again you you if you feel like you need to have somebody there it can be dangerous but every situation is different so i think you need to look at that tonight's cupid table which usually has just two people tonight has a full live studio audience here at solo in the city and 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 we're here tonight talking about holiday dating dilemmas. And as you can see, a lot of people have different viewpoints on how to go about all these little intricacies that happen at this time of year. And we're going to keep talking and answering and sharing all these dilemmas and trying to come to some answers for you. Remember, we're on Facebook right now. You can comment and I will answer back to you as well. You can reach me at 844-744-SOLO. I am your love coach and your matchmaker right here on Solo in the City. We are here tonight on CJAD 800. (laughs) 
Solar in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Good evening. We are live, solo in the city, with a studio audience, as you can hear, right here on CJD 800, and we are talking about your holiday dating dilemmas. We are on Facebook, so I want you to participate right now. Get on, send your comments, send your questions, and I promise I'm going to respond to you right here. I've got my phone right beside me, and you're going to get those answers and that's on solointhecity.tv's Facebook. As well, you can reach me at 844-744-SOLO, which is my number as well that you can reach me at any time for any of your dating dilemmas all year round. Now, I know we're talking right now about bringing people home for the holidays and family, and one of the guests here tonight would like to make a comment or a question. Josh Silver. Just a comment. Okay. Thank you. Um, I think the family, your family knows you best, right? So also if not always, well, that's true. <laughs> but I, I would think that it's also nice to bring someone home to get their perspective, because if you're starting to date somebody, and you're not really sure where you want to go with it. Sometimes you bring them home and you see how they interact with your family and some even the strange members of your family. And sometimes if they handle that well, that could be a good precursor to where you're going to go in that relationship. So it's actually another perspective. Well, it is another perspective. And actually, we always do want to get somebody else's perspective of the person we're dating. And we like people to like the people. But I, I want to make a comment about that. And I've, I've had many of my clients actually start to date somebody where friends or family have said, do not date that person. They're not for you. And the fact is, they were for that person. So sometimes what we know we want from somebody in our life is not necessarily what our family or friends necessarily want. Unless they're giving you like this giant red flag that is coming at you you know but, but, but if, if you feel strong enough if you feel yeah. strong enough yeah. and then yes and if you uh, do yes. want to see how they are because that is important right when we're in relationships we do want and especially if we're family-minded people uh, i know for instance i would never date somebody who would not welcome my family and be comfortable to be around my family so that's a very important perspective and you're 100 percent right it again it just might be how fast so like the earlier segment when we were talking about, which, by the way, if you missed it, you can hear it on SoundCloud or on Facebook. Colleen was asking, she's been dating somebody for a couple of weeks. That might be a little fast, and especially if you know, they're not on the same page. And I, now I think also another person here, Lori, had a question she wanted to ask. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, my question does not pertain to dating over the holidays, okay. but just dating in general. Um, I find that very often people can misrepresent themselves and withhold certain aspects of their personality that when you find out later on when feelings in your heart uh, is involved, it's much harder to, to deal with. So I just wanted to know, I mean, I recognize that you have to put your best foot forward, but some things, you know, are, are, are difficult to, to deal with later on. Are there ways of recognizing um, these things earlier on, some tools, some strategies. A hundred percent. Actually, I've done whole shows about the Pinocchio syndrome, and there's also a lot of people out there who are after specific things. You know, you have the charlatans and the gold diggers who are there to seduce somebody into relationship for an ulterior motive. One of the things I always say is go slow. 
That's the first thing. You know, that's why I say don't rush into relationships. Get to know somebody. Kind of like what Josh was saying just before. You know, when you take time to get to know somebody and you drag that out, you know, you're talking about throwing your heart into something. If you hold back a little bit, and I don't mean block yourself. I just mean take the time to go with your heart at the same time as your head and let your head kind of guide you through that. And then you don't end up in situations where you've, you know, jumped into something where you don't know the person, you know, and online, it's very difficult when it comes to things like that. I always say, make sure you're seeing that person, you know, fast. We have face, you know, uh, Facebook, but we also have Skype. We have FaceTime. So we can actually talk to the person on the other side of the screen and make sure that we're talking to the person we think they are. You know, and Google helps us. So use what we have to our advantage. Take it slow. But I do want to say one thing. We all have suffered broken hearts. I'm sure you have. And uh, if you have, I'd love you to even tell me a little bit about it. You can write to us right now on Facebook. We are live right now on Facebook. Or call me, 844-744-SOLO. Remember something. Even when we get a broken heart, there's something to learn from it. You know, everything that we do, experience can have a positive in us. So that heartbreak, what did we learn from it? And in a case like this, where somebody might have taken advantage of us in some way, you know, financially or for instance, what did I learn from it? I learned, you know, to take care of and be, well, yes, take it slow as you're saying, but also be secure, take care of our, our financial positions, protect our financial positions, protect our kids, go slow with them. Take the time, always revert back to number one, right? Take the time. So that would be my thing. And then if you get a broken heart, mend it by moving forward and learning from it. And you won't make the same mistake a second time or you shouldn't. And if you do call me because I can help you with that one. <laughs> Pardon? Here. And what's your name? It's Joe. Joe. I don't think it's a mistake. It's maybe an error in judgment. Some people can really keep their personal secrets hidden for a long time and you could be married to a serial killer which uh, has happened right. <laughs> or 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 a pedophile or whatever and you never know that because they have that inane dna trait to keep everything hidden and not let it out and so there are no tools for that really for if you meet a person who is that deeply involved in hiding himself but who still wants to have a relationship with you and have a separate dual life. Uh, you're 100% right. And there are extremes to everything in life, you know. But, uh, and that's why I always try and go to a specific person. Like when I'm talking with somebody, I will ask them specific questions about what is going on with that situation. Where are they coming from? How long have they been seeing each other? Have you looked at all these different aspects of the relationship to know you know, if you're going and if you're listening and if you are following your intuition because intuition plays a big part of it and i see a few people here who want to comment on that we are talking about how to handle dating through the holidays and trying to deal with some of our dating issues do we bring them home don't bring them home this was a question a little bit different but we're going to get to as many as we can right here tonight on cjad on solo in the city dan did you want to make a comment about that you look perturbed or well, I'm just thinking of the whole idea of being honest and bringing someone home to your family so quickly. Once it's accepted, yes, I'll go with you to family. And once your family says, sure, bring him, bring him over, bring her over, do you start the conversation? That will become a fight. Okay, when you meet my family, don't do that thing with the don't do your laugh or don't do, <laughs> you know, don't do your Christopher Walken impression. To the, and conversely, do you go to your family and say, okay, I'm bringing my girlfriend over. Don't embarrass me. Um. 
you know what? That is so perfect and apropos because I have just dealt with that, with somebody saying, well, I was bringing my boyfriend home and I told him he shouldn't do this and he shouldn't do that. The fact is you are in a relationship with that person. You are not going to change that person. They are going to always revert to those things. And if it's going to be long-term, kind of like what Josh was saying earlier, those things are going to happen and they are going to, whether it's at the first dinner or the fifth dinner, they are going to be faced with all the elements. And you know what? You have to be willing to live with those elements, just like you lived with your family's, you know, little idiosyncrasies all these years. And yeah, you can say, you know, by the way, my uncle Bill likes to pinch bums. I mean, you, you can t- <laughs> tell them because you don't want them to slap your uncle, you know, but, um, you know, you can give them little signs like that, but I, no, I you think just that let them pinch to- you. <laughs> well, there we go into a whole other dating dilemma. And actually I just had somebody ask me that and I am going to answer that in around three minutes. I want to deal with exactly that. We are right now live in studio at Solo in the City right here on CJAD. Remember you can be part of this conversation. We are on Facebook, solointhecity.tv and streaming live on iHeart and CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to Solo in the City right here on CJD 800. I am Cheryl Besner, your love coach and your matchmaker. And normally here we do the kiss calendar, but there's so much going on here and so many questions coming in that I really want to focus on that. And we will do the kiss a little bit different. But I know, Gino, you wanted to make a comment about the question we were discussing earlier about family and being embarrassed about your family and bringing somebody into it, right? Right, because you're mentioning about uh, maybe being embarrassed and trying to change the person. And um, I had an experience. I was dating a girl. She she was French Canadian, and she she had a bit of an accent, and she was embarrassed. She was shy to come to the family. She's like, I don't want to, you know, talk in front of them and everything with the accent. She's like, I don't want, you know, I'm, I don't want to meet them. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit bare ass, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm bare ass. I don't want to meet them. And I'm like, no, be yourself. And and they thought it was cute in the end. So I think it's important to accept the person and let them express themselves. That's all I want to say. Amen. I'm so embarrassed. Okay, please. Okay. I I happen to agree. Look, I'm right now dating somebody. He's French Canadian. I'm a nice little Jewish girl from Cote Saint Luke originally. And you know what? We have met each other's family. We we go English. We go into French. We are celebrating Hanukkah and Christmas. Yes. And you know what? Everybody has to appreciate who they are for what they are. If because you if feel it's long term. This is what you're going to be living And with. if you feel like you have to change something about the person or you're not comfortable with that, then wrong know, person. there's something. Yeah, exactly. Then, then you're with the wrong person, okay? Do, and I think everybody here agrees. And if you agree, remember, we're on Facebook. You can make your comments right now or call me, 844-744-SOLO, here on Solo in the City on CJAD. Now, Dan, you mentioned something about the uncle pinching the bum. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, and I just wanted to, to do a little shout-out here because... I was just asked this question yesterday by a client, and she said, you know, I just lost a friend because her husband, I'm the single girl, and when I go out with the couples, I get pinched by some of the husbands, and I finally lost it, and I told my girlfriend, and now my girlfriend doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And my comment was this. When that happens, and I'm, I'm very sincere about this, you know that if you tell your girlfriend, you are going to lose a friend. 
if you're going to deal with the situation, you have to deal with it directly to the gentleman. And I wanted to put that out there because I know that a lot of women who are single go through this. And I'm sure you might have gone through this too. And if you are, go to the source and handle it. Because if you value that friendship and you want to keep that friendship, that person is usually going to side with her spouse. Okay? So there's a little Christmas gift for you in case you (laughs) experience this. Anybody listening there? So right now, usually we talk about things that are going on in the city, and I tell people where you can go on dates. And usually I give you a lot of tips on what's happening in the single world. But tonight I want to talk about great date places or in places where you can go for an activity. So one of the places I'm going to start is last night I went to a new opening. It's a place called Bordel, and it happens to be in um, the Old Port area. It's a fantastic new club, dinner club, and this place has a whiskey room, a champagne room, a huge bar. It's got a 20s feel, so it's sexy. So if you want that sexy first date, and I mean not the pre-date, not the 45-minute date that I always talk about, the real date, it is a great place to go. Would somebody else like to talk about a place that they love? How about you, Carlos? Okay, I love, uh, for first dates, I always love Burgundy Lion on uh, um, San Maria, I think. Yeah, I love that place, and it's surrounded by really nice restaurants and everything. And for the holidays, it's very cozy, very nice. I would recommend that place. Okay. And uh, Pazi, remember, if you have an idea, uh, I would love you to send it in to me at Facebook. You can do that on Solo in the City right now or 844-744-SOLO. I like Les Enfants Terribles at PVM because you're on the top. And when you top want to meet somebody, you're on the top of the world. So I kind of like to meet my man on top of the world. And what of <laughs> you, right? It gives you a lot to talk about too, yes. right? Because you can look around the city, point things out. It's and, such a uh, cool place. It is a cool place. What about you, Gino? Tim or Tim. <laughs> I love to roll the rim to win. Okay? I love the... <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Great first date place because yes. you know I always say forty five minutes or under so coffee donut it's not expensive and by the way I think always the guy pays that first date yes. you can decide afterwards but for me the first date so you're not breaking the bank going to Tim Hortons so I love Tim Hortons c'est pas high on s'entend now um, we have somebody here uh, uh, that might have a comment. Do you have a favorite place that you like to go? Well, um, I love to go to Gibby's, but unfortunately, <laughs> have to call two months in advance. <laughs> well, I tell you what: if you want to go to Gibby's on or a first date, call me and I'll help you get place. a reservation there. Bonaparte. Okay. Fabulous. Bonaparte. Fabulous. So you can do, let's say, theater beforehand at the Centaur, and then go to Bonaparte. Or you can walk around Old Montreal and. Going to Bonaparte. Yeah. Old Montreal is a great place, as a matter of fact. And that's another place where you can go walking. That's another thing that I was going to suggest. This Christmas, they are doing a guided tours through the Old Port. And you can get on to guideatour.qc.ca, and you can take a guided tour through the Old Port. Now, Stu, 
Yeah. Would you like to share some uh, yeah. place with us? Yeah, uh, you were mentioning the Centaur Theater earlier, and um, I do cover. Uh, I, I'm a newspaper columnist on my beside my day job, but I go to a lot of openings, a lot of theater events, a lot of events. And uh, Centaur Theater is a great place, especially this time of year. I take. Uh, I go to Urban Tales, which is a uh, annual show of dark uh, storytelling centered around the holidays. I took my lady friend there last year. She liked it so much. We became an annual tradition. I got tickets for this year's edition, and we're going again for this year's edition of Urban Tales. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing it. You know, I want to say something right now. This audience tonight is fantastic because it's very diverse. We have... We have the millennials here. We have all through the ages, all the way to people in their 80s. And you know what? Romance relationships is for everybody. Solo in the city is for everyone. It is for you. And I love the fact that you are participating and writing in and calling in to Solo in the City because this is what we're here for. It's about sharing. So I want to thank all of you for being part of Solo in the City tonight and say happy holidays. And this was great talk about holiday dilemmas. And I hope we alleviate some of the pressures that you might be going through. Dan Laxer, thank you so much for joining Pleasure. us Thanks here for tonight. Having me. And as well, Gino Durante. They told me I was coming here to get a date. but Well, I'm you could. There's a lot of single women here tonight. Okay. <laughs> I also want to thank my tech producers, Patrick, and as well, Fernando, and as always, Aaron Melinda Boker for helping us. <laughs> Remember, you can be part of next month's Solo in the City lunchtime with us right here in studio. Get online now, solointhecity.tv, and register. And remember, next week we are going to be on air again, 10 p.m. It's all about giving yourself the gift of change next week. Thank you for joining us. You are wonderful once again. And remember, this is Solo in the City on CJD 800. And you have to all remember... Keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kids. See you next week.